Okay, I appreciate them doing that song tonight. I didn't know they was going to do that song, but did y'all notice what my title of my message is? What happens to believers when they die? You know, this is a question that many, many people ask, especially unbelievers. They say, what if I'm not a believer? What if I don't believe there's a God? What if I don't believe there's a Jesus? I just be honest with them. I say, you're burning hell for eternity. They kind of look at you. But you know, just tell it the way it is. Let them know what they're looking forward to. You know, if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, actually, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you have no hope. You're lost. But boy, that's not that way for the believer. It's just like, I won't have to worry anymore. You won't have to worry. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry anymore about where you're going, what's going to happen, and what's going to take place. Uh, as we all know, the Bible tells us that it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. And that's over in Hebrews 9.27. I didn't give that to David. I just going to remind you we have an appointment sometime. That is, if the Lord Jesus did not come back first. But we all have an, have an appointment. We all know, and you know, we know that death is no respecter of persons. I don't care if it's a little baby. I don't care if it's a 150-year-old man. Death has no respect. And death will come upon everyone that it can. And uh, both believers and non-believers are going to die unless Jesus comes back first. Now, if you're a non-believer, you're still going to die. But... Uh, but as believers, we have something that no one else has. We have a promise. We have a promise from God that we will go straight into His presence at our death. That The moment that we die, we go straight into the presence of God. We go straight to the presence of God. And there's a scripture right here. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 8. Listen to what it says. It says, And we are confident, I say, and willing to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. For the believer to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. No, this body stays here. The body stays here. But the spirit goes and bees with the Lord for all eternity. And uh, so for the, for the believer to be present, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. When the believer dies, like I said, the spirit, the real person, the real, your, your spirit is a real person. This body that people see and that we walk around, that is just a tent or a house in which the Spirit lives. That's what it says over in Corinthians. It calls it a tent. It's just a, it's just a, a dwelling place for the Spirit while it's, it's still here. But uh, that Spirit will leave that body in which it lived and go immediately to be in the presence of God. And it says, how do I know that the Spirit's going to go back and be in the presence of God? In Ecclesiastics, chapter 12, verse 7, 
Listen to what this says. It's very simple. And you know, you know who wrote Ecclesiastics? Solomon. Now they say Solomon was the wisest man on this earth other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to what, what he tells us. Then the body shall return then the dust of the body shall return to the earth as it was. Remember, your body was made from the earth, from dust, from dirt. Over in Genesis it tells us that, they, that God heaped up some dirt, then breathed into that dirt, and man came life. It was the breath of God that brought life to man in a pile of dirt. And it says here. And then shall the dust of body return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return to God who gave it. Yes, God gave us our spirit. You know, if, you, if you're looking at Genesis, in Genesis 1.26, God says something. God says, let us, let us make man in our image. Now, God is spirit. So the image we are made in, the real us, is a spirit. It says for us to worship God, we must worship him in spirit because God is spirit. We must worship him with our spirit, not this outer body, not this flesh, but with the spirit. If we don't worship with the Spirit, you're not really worshiping God. See, it says, let us make man in our image. This is the Trinity. This is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit talking to each other, planning what they're going to do. Let's make man in our... God didn't say, I'm going to make man in my image. He's, he, they're together. Let's make man in our image. Let us make man in our likeness. Now that's what it says in Genesis 1.26. So this is telling us that, that our real man, our real being is spirit. And when this spirit dies, it will go back to God who gave it. The body will return to the us, to the earth from which it came. And then one day, whenever Jesus comes back, it says he will bring back those spirits with him that went to heaven and they will be reunited with the body. It says when the graves Open, he said, you know, that the dead in Christ shall rise, and then the and, and the, the, the spirit will return back, will return back to that body. And uh, you know, in the book of Luke, in, in Luke chapter 16, verse 22, we are told that when the poor man or the beggar man whose name was Lazarus died, now. Lazarus was a believer. He believed in God. And it says he was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. He was taken to heaven. He was escorted to heaven by angels. And uh, it, but then I want to read. I want to read the scripture to you here. And it's it's uh, Luke twenty two. Luke sixteen verse twenty two. It said, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and he was buried. Now that's all he said about the rich man, but the rich man was not a believer. And if you will get into this chapter and you'll read this, you'll find out where the rich, rich, rich man went. 
He went to hell. And it says that while he was in hell, he could see that poor beggar man sitting with Abraham in heaven. He even spoke. He said, let Abraham go back and warn my brothers. This man wanted the Abraham, I'm excuse me, the, 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 the poor man to go back and to warn his brothers. But you know, it was said, if you will not believe the pastors and the prophets and the preachers that we have now, they will not believe him either. See, that's the whole thing. There's so many people that they don't want to believe. They don't want to believe. And those that don't believe, it's, what is it? What is about uh, John 3, 18? If you believe, you are not condemned. But if you don't believe, you are condemned already. So if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're already condemned. So we have to believe in order to get to heaven. This, this poor beggar man, he believed. And he was, and then the angels come and escorted him to heaven. Do you think this uh, happens anywhere else? Have you ever really looked at Psalms 23 verse 4? Listen, this is David now. David wrote Psalms 23 for you. Remember, David was a shepherd. He is looking at this Psalms. It's like the sheep is giving a testimony about their shepherd. That's what David's doing. He is, is giving a testimony about his God. And he says, <clears throat> but here in, in Psalms 23 4, it says, Yea, or though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now listen to what it says. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm on my way to heaven. But thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He says, no, there is no fear. For the shepherd is walking with them, watching over and I honestly believe and I couldn't find the passage I didn't have time when I really thought about it but there's another passage in the Bible that talks about angels escorting the dead back to heaven and the angels can visit you before you die they can assure you that you're going to be in heaven I witness that. Your mom. She was in the hospital now. Becky and Jimmy and Rhonda and a whole lot of them, I think they'd gone to eat. But I went in there where she, where uh, Renee was, and I was talking to her. She said, Bill, could we talk just a minute? I said, well, sure we can. And she said, I don't know if anybody else would believe me or not. But you know, I had two angels visit with me in here. I said, really? She said, yeah. She, they were standing at the foot of my bed talking with me. She said, Bill, they were huge. They were big. The Bible says angels are very large beings or, 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 or creatures. And she said, they were very large. These angels were there. And I think they was with her all the time to escort her back to heaven. 
Because when she went home, it, was, it, was, it wasn't very long before she went to heaven. But that was one thing she wanted to talk to me about. And we talked about the angels that came into her room at her bedside and talked to her. And she described them, what they looked like, how big they were. And she says, you know, Bill, I know I, I don't have much time. I said, you know, now this is just me and Renee. Y'all would be surprised what we talked about. I said, are you scared? Renee says, no, I am at peace. I am at peace. I'm going to show you something else here in a minute. But she was not scared. She knew where she was going. She knew she was going to heaven. She knew that, that everything was going to be all right. And she, and she knew, she says, my angels are with me and going to take me to heaven. You know, and, and that really makes you feel good when you know that somebody like her, you know, was so assured of where she was going to be. She was not nervous. She was not scared. And she, it was just like it was going to be an adventure. It probably was. The angels probably was glad to get to heaven, to get her there, and no matter what she was telling them. And, but it said, uh, you know, I, I just wondered. You know, I think Renee saw something. But I, as I was thinking about this, I just, I, I just made a note here. I said, it would be so wonderful, wonderful if we could have the veils of heaven roll back and see the glorious and beautiful world where we will one day be. And I think she saw that. I think she had got a glimpse of where she was going. Because there's a man in the Bible that did. So this wouldn't be something strange or unusual. Y'all remember Stephen? Stephen was being martyred because of his faith in Jesus Christ. And he would not deny his faith. And as he was being martyred, he was being stoned. He was being murdered. He was being killed for his faith in Jesus Christ. But he would not renounce Jesus Christ. And as he was being stoned, something happened. He said, he was given a glimpse into heaven. As he was being stoned, as he was being killed, he got a glimpse into heaven. Here in Acts, chapter 7, verse 55 through 56. Listen to this. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, he was so full of the Spirit of God, he looked up straight away into heaven. And he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Stephen saw this. And here, now listen, here in verse 56, it says, And Stephen said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man, Jesus, standing at the right hand of God. Jesus was honoring Stephen for his faith, for his belief that he would not change. Jesus stood up to give him honor for his entrance into heaven. And Stephen, Stephen saw this. God gave him a glimpse into heaven. So he saw it. 
And Stephen told those. Now listen, Stephen told those who were stoning him and looking on as he was being stoned. Listen to what he said here in Acts 6, 15. It says, And all that sat in the castle, or all that were gathered around while Stephen was being sold, looking steadfastly on him, they saw Stephen's face as it had been the face of an angel. Stephen's whole countenance changed when he looked into heaven. Stephen's face became as bright as an angel's face that had been feasting upon God's glory all day long. Stephen's whole countenance changed. He became a different person because he looked upon Jesus. He looked upon God standing in heaven. And he said his face just became just bright as everything. The glory of God was already on him before he even got to heaven. Stephen was given a glimpse of glory that day. He saw the glory that is waiting on him and for all Christians who will one day enter heaven. He saw the glory that they would see when they got into heaven. As I was studying this, I ran across this, and I want to share it with you. It says, when the great evangelist D.L. Moody was on his deathbed, he said to those around him, Is this dying? Why, this is bliss. He said, it's wonderful. The one I'm feeling, it is wonderful. There are no valleys or there's no low spots. It's all glory. I have looked through the gates of heaven. And now earth is receding, and heaven is opening, and God is calling, and I must go. That was D.L. Moody's last words before he went to heaven. He said, I see the gates open. I hear God calling. He said, there is no pain. There is no suffering. I, I, it is so wonderful. If this is death, it's bliss. No pain. Just glory waiting on him to get there. You know, if we would stop and think about it, we as believers have an unimaginable that we cannot even begin to imagine waiting for us in heaven. We have no idea. We get a few glimpses here and there of how beautiful and how wonderful and how calm and just being in the presence of God, how, how our countenance and how our spirit and how everything is going to change. We don't know what to expect. And I'm going I'm, I'm to close with this scripture. 1 Corinthians 2.9 It says it all. For it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. We cannot even begin to imagine how beautiful and how wonderful and how marvelous heaven is going to be. And you go over there and you look in Revelations chapter 22 and he says, For now there is no more sorrow, there is no more death, there is no more pain, there is no more sickness. For all these former things have passed away. There is none of that in heaven. It's only glory. It's only beauty. 
It's only the love of God that surrounds everything. And that love, and it's, it's, can you imagine being in the presence and in the glory of God every day, all day long, for all eternity? This is what the Bible tells us. He says, if you are, are a believer, we've got so much to look forward to in death. He said, don't let death scare you. Don't let death worry you. If you truly, truly believe, the glory is going to be so great. So great. So I'm hoping that everyone in here knows the Lord Jesus Christ. And I actually think you do. But there is such a glory waiting on us when we finally get to heaven. You know, I know I'm, there's many in here. Dale's got a father who not long ago went to heaven. He could, he, he could be a witness if Dale could talk to him. And who knows? Well, maybe he's already talked to Dale. You'd be surprised at what happens and what God allows. There's a lot of places. <clears throat> Sue's mom, she went not long ago. She was ready to go. She had no fear. There's so many loved ones that are there right now, and you're going to get to see them again. You're going to get to be in their presence. <coughs> Heaven is not nothing to fear. Heaven is something actually to look forward to according to the Word of God. But the only thing is, you better know Jesus Christ. Because that's the only way that you're going to get there. <clears throat> I said I was going to close with that verse. This is the last one. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man enters into the presence of God except through me. It has to, you have to go through Jesus to get to heaven. I hope you've accepted him. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your words and for your encouragement. Lord, some of us maybe have wondered about our loved ones. Lord, if we know for sure that they knew you, <clears throat> Lord, we know that they are in the greatest place they could ever be. They're in your presence. They are serving you. They are worshiping you. Father, thank you for, for, for your heaven, your love, your mercy, for all that you've done. And Lord, thank you for the heaven that you have prepared for the believer. So Lord, we're just thanking you for your love. That you care. And we're thanking you now. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.